Welcome to Ice Cream Sunday. My name is Austin Buckner. Trevor Holder. And man, it's a video game heavy episode, which we haven't done in a while. So it doesn't feel like it anyway. Doesn't feel like we've done one in a while or it doesn't feel like this is a video game heavy episode? That we haven't done one in a while. I know recently we, we kind of did, but it's been long enough. Yeah. So we uh, we we suck the, the, the long schlong of Fortnite for a few minutes and then talk about uh, we'll talk about movies and TV Breaking shows. Bad, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul. Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Uh, Metal Gear. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of everything. But yeah, video game heavy episode. Um, a lot of nerdy shit we talk about, which I think uh, are the episodes that people love best. So yeah, yeah. So sit back, relax, and enjoy us. The dynamic duo of dynamic duo. R.I.P. Be- David. The beautiful boys. <laughs> R.I.P. David. <laughs> told me 10 years ago that the most entertaining video games the most exciting video games the ones that i like to play the most would be absolutely free of charge to play i would have called you a liar crazy right it's so crazy it's so crazy and the majority of them are all by the same studio what what makes it even better is the fact that like, are they free? Absolutely. Are you well, going to spend hundreds of dollars on fucking skins and that other have bullshit? No, that have no bearing on it other no. than making yourself look cool? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I have. I haven't yet, but I feel like I'm I'm getting to that point where something cool is going to happen, and I'm going to be like, fuck, I need it all. Mm-hmm. And Marvel was almost that thing that I was like, yeah. Why not look like Spider-Man? Dude. Trust me, I was so pissed off when I saw like all the Marvel skins pop up again. Because for one, I just spent I spent whatever like in game credits I had to get Captain America, and then the rest of the Marvel set came out, including like Love and Thunder, and they just announced a day or so ago. Uh, at the time of this recording that like Dragon Ball Z is going to be in Fortnite. Do I want to admit that as a 33 year old man, the reason that I got back into Fortnite is because they uh, announced a John Cena skin? No, no, I don't. Is that 100% why I re-downloaded the game? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Did you get the John Cena skin? I didn't yet. I don't think it's in the store now. I have been absolutely fucking murked by John Cena like 12 times in a row now. So I, I have to admit, earlier today I was playing Fortnite and uh, I w- 
I was running across the field and had just gotten up on a hill when I saw some gunfire go off. Mm -hmm. I turned. I'm like, oh, I can see him. I shot. It was a heavy (laughs) sniper. Then I realized it was John Cena. And I (laughs) I just domed John Cena with a heavy sniper. (laughs) Do, 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 do. Um, The thing that I really liked about, uh, so another Epic Games uh, studio game, um, uh, Rocket League. Is that when I played and it had all of like the country's flags, it had Laos, and I was like, "Oh, it's one of the very few video games that uh, recognizes my father's homeland." Now, now, don't get me wrong. I love Rocket League. I still do. Uh, I just I don't play it anymore, and I think a lot of it has to do with when they got rid of like all the loot boxes and mm-hmm. changed how the system works. It just at least to me, it seems too much. Like mm-hmm. it, it seems overly complicated. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, you got to rely on. Like, if you're an achievement hunter, you got to rely on somebody. Just situationally. Have a, a certain car equipped in order to yep. get that achievement. Do you think this is a little off topic? But I think that I am. I'm not great. But I think I'm decent at um at Fortnite and getting better. Do you think that it's because I I personally grew up um playing like Uncharted and The Last of Us and these third person type shooters? Um, whereas Fortnite appeals to me more than like a, a first person shooter would. Because I feel like when I play Apex, I don't have the same level of success. Yeah, I I think with it being third person, you have a bit more awareness of your surroundings. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So you don't feel as limited. But um, the thing with Fortnite is is that they include bots. Mm -hmm. So you can be thrown into a match and, and just see the dumbest player just <laughs> yeah just do the most unexplainable shit like you could walk up on somebody and they just run away from you yeah rather than shoot you that's a bot it's clearly a bot you know it's a bot um it just makes you feel better it does it makes me feel so good and and i think that's something brilliant that they did because when they reset the game when they essentially ended the game with that black hole event and mm-hmm shut down servers, shut down their Twitter, sh- literally shut down the entire thing and then like rebooted it when they changed the, the game up, essentially. That's when they added in bots. And it was genius because it's something that mobile games did, like PUBG Mobile, stuff like that. And it kind of gives players that don't have as much skill or mm-hmm. new players that sense of hell yeah i'm i'm yeah. a badass i did this and it motivates them to play more are the bots how do i ask this are the bots um like randomized or are they are they to your your personal skill level does that make sense as a question um because like when i okay so when i first got back into fortnite right right created a completely new profile with like my ozx 303 i had never played on that profile before right and so 
fucking level zero. I mean, starting out fresh. And like the first two games I played, Victory Royale. And I feel like the 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 more I play, now I'm at like level 42 or something. I don't have like as much success. So I, I felt like, is it just beginner's luck or are the bots um, or the, or do they put me in? The bots with... are adjusted to your skill. Okay. Um, with that being said. The other actual players that I'm playing against, are they just randomized or are they the same around the same skill level as well? It varies. Because I was fucking killing it. Like it, when I first started out playing and by first started out playing, I mean like earlier this week <laughs> last i checked i don't think they have skill-based matchmaking so I, I figured that would be pretty difficult especially like if you're playing with friends like heather is like a level 117 you're like a level 80 something and i'm like a level 45 and th- that doesn't matter that just the the leveling doesn't necessarily matter because all that is is just progress tracking for mm-hmm. essentially how much you played how many challenges you've like the stuff in your career tab or whatever yeah yeah stuff like that so it's nothing too terribly important um i mean heather's a higher level than me that doesn't mean she's better than me i mean and i don't mean this in any negative way like i i i think i'm a better player than her um but remember last night when we got a victory royale and i got down uh six times yeah <laughs> yeah that was the one where i i record that clip of, <laughs> of me being stuck in that cave <laughs> and then i rifted up into the sky and dropped down on top of him that dude had oh, no idea so what happened. awesome that, that i gotta say that's probably one of my biggest clutch moments but getting back to what i was saying was um yeah so bots are adjusted to your skill level as you get better as you play more um it balances out and, and puts less and less bots into your lobby mm-hmm. and populates that with more actual human players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, like when Fortnite first came out, I don't know if it was just like, I was just too hipster about it and I was like, fucking everyone's playing it. And like, it's it's only fun because you can be like your favorite character from some other media and i was very like i was very cold to the idea of this game and then i downloaded it because kingston kept talking about it he's never played it but he wanted to play it sure so i was like well i'm gonna download it let him play on my profile i don't play this game anyway so any achievements or whatever how well or not well he does it doesn't affect me at all right and then he started playing it and it was like Oh, okay. This actually looks pretty fun. So then, you know, I had him, well, it was two weeks ago at this point, they were visiting and then I took them home. And then like later that afternoon, I was like, let me try. And then I started playing and I was like, fuck, this is actually really fun. Man. And being with Fortnite for the longest time, when they first originally dropped Fortnite as a battle royal, um, it, it looked very flat, very cartoony, not mm-hmm. definitely not the way it looks now as, as intricate as it looks now. Um, and I, I did play it for a while. I played with some friends, found our group and we all played together and then we all just kind of fell off. I lost interest after a while. And then around the time I started going out with Heather again is when uh, I got back into it. Cause 
I figured, hey, it's a cartoony enough game. Uh, it has bots in it, so it would be simple for her to just yep. jump in and play. Um, And then I guess she just kind of fell in love with not necessarily how simple and easy it was, but just how accessible it was to her. Mm-hmm. And so that became our go-to. So like that is the game that we play together more than anything else. I think for me, um, the addition of zero build as like a full time, like we're keeping this in the game. It's not just like a special event like that changed everything for me. Cause when I first played it, like it was like, I don't know. It just seemed like the, the skill level and, and people that have been playing it forever, their, their building skill was just so much higher than mine that I was like, I, I I'm not fast enough to play this game. Um, yeah. And then to be able to play like that mode and it, it for me, it's more accessible that way um, where I don't have to worry about this one extra thing. It's just like, hey, man, just shoot enemies. That's pretty much it. Yep. And um, that's kind of what so drove much easier for me. Yeah. And that's kind of what drove me away, too, was just I, I got bored with it. Other games, all that stuff. But what, what really got me away from it was I hated going into a game. I mean, like, I love playing it. It's just I hated going into a game. Uh, not being able to build fast enough and I take one pot shot at somebody and they build an entire mansion. <laughs> yeah. I So, you know, when they announced no build mode was a limited time event, I was like, okay, I'll try it out. And because I was never really a builder other than, hey, I'll build something to get to somewhere. Yeah. That's it. Um, So when they announced it as like a limited time event, I was like, okay, I'll jump into it. And I think that definitely leveled the playing field. And I think, because they saw that surge of yeah. how many people love that. They're like, shit, we have to keep it in. Yeah, I was one of those guys that never really played Fortnite. And then uh, I'm I'm sort of a hipster about things. So when I see some, like a large group of people like one thing, I'm very like, I'm the opposite. You know, I kind of play devil's advocate. And so when a lot of people were like, oh man, zero build mode is way better. Um, I'm just like, oh, that's just because you suck at building and you're, you're not good at the game the way it was designed. And then when I jumped in and I played the zero build, I'm like, oh, fuck, it is better. It's so much more fun just focusing on, like, this one thing. And then, um, you know, not not to say, like, when I get fucking shot uh, at, like, you know, 97 or, or I place, like, 98, uh, I, <laughs> I... Is he falling asleep he's standing He's falling up? asleep standing up. <laughs> <laughs> Momo is so fucking cute. Holy shit. Anyway. Hey, buddy. But no, like, I, I do have fun even when I place, like, 97th or 98th. But it is fun to have, like, some some uh, moderate success at Battle Royale games. Yeah. Especially, like, the first time that you and Heather and I played as trios and we went, like, back-to-back. Victory Royale. Yeah, like, we oh, did. Oh, shit. Like, this is a lot of fun. And it's, like, I think... For me, moving away from Des Moines, like, I love the fact that we get together, like, every couple weeks when we do the podcast, and I love that, like, we're getting together, like, especially with, like, when it was me, you, Amy, Heather, all together playing Fall Guys, Mm -hmm. like, I love any excuse to, like, interact with, uh, interact with my friends, and, like, this podcast, for for one, definitely gets me together with, uh, you and David, um, before he died, and, uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Buddy, and um, yeah, like any excuse to 
to hang out with my friends is uh even if it's digitally i will i i i don't take it for granted because it's it's one of those like you know yeah it gets us together it's it's an awesome awesome thing and like when we first started playing video games like when you first moved to greenfield and it was like resident evil and wb games like i never would have imagined like Hey, we live this like is where an, we ended up. Oh yeah, we live like an hour away, and we're still playing video games, and I have a headset and all of that. And but yeah, no, it's. I think we definitely grew up in the golden age of like. Everything's so new, and we're still advancing stuff, and so like where we'd get together and play games at a friend's house, we, you know, we'd crowd around us uh, uh, an N64 and play Goldeneye, oh, you man. know? Or even, like, um, the link cable between two, like, Game Boys. Yeah. Or, or, um, or like, LAN parties. Like, yeah. Those were so much fun. Like, I remember I had to have been in middle school, and the pastor at my church, his family moved to southern Missouri, like, an hour outside of Branson. And so my family, of course, we went to Branson every year. We would visit them on the way down, and I remember visiting like the first like LAN arcade that I ever went to, and it was twenty four individual Xbox consoles and individual TVs, and they were all hooked up, and it was just one giant Halo LAN party, and it just completely blew me away. And now, like that's tw- that's twenty four different consoles all hooked up together, right? And that blew me away. And now it's like, oh, anywhere in the world, um. A hundred people or, you know, less than that and then bots or whatever you want to call it can get together and and basically do the same thing with like a Fortnite or like a Call of Duty or whatever is just it's wild to me that and it's so much fun. And uh, yeah, and there's like like Rocket League and there's now Wrestle uh, or wrestle rumble verse that we'll talk about and there's uh fall guys and like all these games and like i'm even getting like amy is very much a single player action adventure game like she loves like tomb raiders what got her into video games and yep. she loves like the last of us she loves uncharted she loves um horizon horizon uh she played hellblade so a lot of those like single player action adventure games she loves um Kratos, uh, God of War. War. Yeah. So she loves all of those games. And then to get her to even play like a battle Royale game, I'm like, you, you're going to love it. I promise it's going to be fun. And fall guys is the perfect, um, like introduction into that because it's not like a, it's hard to explain. It's, there's not like, there is skill involved with it, but there's a lot of luck as well. And it's not like a, it's not one of those games where like, I get very frustrated when I know that I could have done better and I get eliminated like I placed like 36th or 37th in a Fallout or Fallout in a uh, Fall Guys. Uh, no, no, no. In a Fortnite oh, okay. match. And I'm like, motherfucker. And I get really frustrated and like I, you know, slam my hand on something. I'm like, God damn it. Because I know that like I could have shot that motherfucker faster or whatever, you know. But Fall Guys, like I feel like you play it and yeah, you might get a little frustrated. Um, but like it. I don't take it as seriously as most of the other games and like Amy doesn't either. And we'll just play it together. And it's just like a thing to do like in the evenings. And, um, see, I think a lot of that has to do with, um, with Fortnite matches can end up being 10 to 20 minutes. Oh yeah. Where fall guys is so brilliant where they, they have three or four mini games in a row that last maybe two minutes a piece tops. And, but they happen so quick and so fast and it's 
so successful in linking up to the to the next game if if you get eliminated to where like you could jump out, jump back yep. in and get loaded up into another match and you're not actually upset or frustrated no. with it. You're more like, ah, damn it. And then you're like, That's all right, let's thing. go again. That is the one thing, like you said, about uh, Fortnite that I'm like, I just played the same match for 20 minutes to place fucking seventh. Yeah. You know, and you get frustrated because you're like, motherfucker. But uh, Fall Guys, is, like you said, is, is great for that. And like the one thing I will say about Fall Guys is it has made me question the strength of uh our marriage because uh we will play as duos and we will get eliminated the first fucking round almost every time and then it'll be like you know what let's take a break from that let's just do solos we'll play in the same match of course um and then both of us will individually make it to the fucking finals but for whatever reason when we play as a team we are dog shit we are garbage have you seen that video i sent you a while back where um oh where homeboy just like yeah he was diving across yeah. jump pads like yeah. the entire way in like 10 seconds so good like insane like i i could fuck man i, I want to be able to do that i know that this is kind of off topic too um but it leads into Rumbleverse. i i know that you can play like a a big 30 player royal rumble on like a wwe 2k 22 for example yeah. But the fact that that isn't like promoted more as its own like sub game that's maybe like free. You know what I mean? That WWE hasn't like marketed that as like, hey, here's our Battle Royale. And yeah. it's a it's a legitimate wrestling Battle Royale. <laughs> it's the Royal Rumble. The fact that that they haven't made that into a more accessible um Battle Royale type game is is interesting to me because it seems like that would be perfect. You know? Like um well, kind of segueing because that's amazing. But um, no, I totally agree with you. Segueing into Rumbleverse. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not what I thought it was going to be. No. When you explain it to me. Have you played it yet? I played a little bit of it. And man, I don't understand it. I don't either. Here's the thing. I don't either. Here's the I'm thing. very I bad get, at it. I get the mechanics. I, I understand how to play, what I need to do. I just don't understand because it's very much like uh, Ubisoft's... Um, free-to-play battle royal that they ended up shelving after like two three seasons uh called hyperscape okay. where you get a primary launch point and then you can try to drop anywhere on that section of the map so it has this entire map but every match the circle starts out at a different area mm -hmm. already there yep. so part of the map's already cut off from you correct um but you got to go around, get stars for your super. Yep. Get, uh, break open crates to store weapons or upgrade certain abilities like stamina, yep. uh, strength or health, whatever. I sat in one area, smashed all these boxes, maxed out all my stats, and then got into a fight with someone, and I. Like I was just I so I'm stun locking him and laying waste to him and I just I still didn't knock him out. Yeah, I don't it's understand. A, it's a weird thing where I think like a lot of it comes down to maybe like timing and the selection of moves that you use because like the way that I I read about it was like you can do like a special move and obviously that's gonna have more 
like if you push Y on Xbox and that's like your special move. The vicious attacks. Yeah, the vicious yep. attacks. And like those have more damage, but then like a regular like chop or like a simple basic attack um Are is faster. going to land because it's faster. Yep. So it's like a, kind of a weird timing thing and uh different priorities of moves. Uh Trump another. Did you ever play um Fire Pro Wrestling for PlayStation? Like no, Fire I Pro never Wrestling got around Trump? to it. So it kind of reminds me of that where there's really no so like in WWE, which you've played before, like SmackDown versus yeah, Raw and things like that. So there's like a if you hit like on PlayStation, for example, if you hit Circle, that's your grapple. Well, Fire Pro Wrestling doesn't have that. Anytime that there's a lull or you're facing each other, there is and no one's striking, they automatically lock up. So the game just does it for you, and then whoever hits like the higher priority or the faster move. So it's very similar to this. It's very similar to Rumbleverse. Okay. Um, so you kind of have to like, it's a weird like economy of moves and selecting the right one. And I still haven't gotten like the timing down or how to be successful in the game. I think the concept is, is unique and different, but I just, I haven't figured out, I figured out the controls, but I haven't figured out how to use those controls to be successful yet and figure that out. And it's, of course that game just dropped what yesterday, but um it's uh at the time of this recording so august 11th but yeah it's uh it's definitely different and unique and that's what i was going to ask you so obviously you know new battle royale games come out all the time or multiplayer games like i don't know if you would call do you call rocket league a battle royale no but games like that that are like online multiplayer whatever what kind of concept or what kind of multiplayer battle royale game have they not explored that you're like, yeah, that would be that would be a cool concept. That would be different. That would be unique. Um, I think what they need to go back to is one of the original battle royals, which is Twisted Metal. Yes. Um, H1Z1 did one for a while called Auto Royale, which never got ported over to console. Mm-hmm. But, um, the easy answer would be like Halo. Yeah. The problem with that is, is it's been long rumored. Um, seeing where they're at now with not releasing Forge, not releasing co op, uh, or they just now released like an early like, test version of co op. So it hasn't been officially rolled out yet. But it's one of those worst kept secret kind of deals where. You know they're going to do it. It's just a matter of time, even though they said they're not going to do it. it. For Halo especially, it would make sense to do. I just don't know how it would be implemented or the map. Or, like, yeah. what the map would be. Yeah. I think, uh, going back to, like, the WWE idea, I think, like, a, a Royal Rumble-type Battle Royale would be awesome. And, like, much like Fortnite, like, if you win, like, you got the crown... Great job, motherfucker. You entered the Royal Rumble number one or number two. And you got yeah. like you gotta fight, you gotta defend your you gotta defend your crown. I also like the idea, I haven't played it yet, but there was a battle royale type game where it's mostly swords. So like you're a samurai or a knight or um it's called like For Honor or something. That okay, so that's not a battle royal. Oh, okay. Um, it's not a bad game. I just, 
it's a very technical game. Yeah. Very, yeah. very technical. Um, I don't know. I just kind of fell out of it. But there are some other Battle Royale games that you may be interested in. Like, um, I want like a good like Samurai Battle Royale. That, but I, my, my fear is that if you get a game like that, that it's just going to end up being like fucking button mashing and there's not going to be any real skill to it. And the, and the thing that I like about samurai games is like, like, uh, Ghost of Shishima, for example. Um, it's all about like, or, or even Hellblade for that matter. Like it's, it all comes down to like a, a fun timing parry system. And I don't know how you, I think your closest bet would be For Honor. Yeah, I don't know how you bring that into, like, that kind of thing into, like, a battle royale. Because I feel like in most battle royales, you're just going to get, you know, someone button mashing a fucking slash. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, I, I think I think one that you would like, it, I'm trying to think of the, re- like, the best possible way I can describe it. It's like if Fortnite met World of Warcraft. Okay. And it's called uh, Realm Royale. It's done by High Res Studios, same people that did. Is that um, also a free game? It is. I think I saw because I went through like a. I was looking through like free Xbox, yeah, free to play lists or charts or whatever. Yep. Top free games, and I saw that on there. Realm, Realm Royale is really fun. Um, it's got classes. It's got this. Uh, it's got this cool like crafting mechanic to it, but um, I think one of the things that really makes it shine is like getting different abilities. And then when you happen to die, you get turned into a chicken and you're still alive. You can run away. And then Chocobo. if you last long enough without them killing you, you can turn back into your player and kind of get a second chance. Sick. So that would be, I think that'd be a fun one to try out with you. Yeah. I think you might enjoy that. I'll give it a shot. Give it a shot. But with going back to Fortnite, with with everything that they've released as far as like skins, um, special events like Naruto, now Dragon Ball, it's, I think Fortnite has done something that no other game has. And it's going to continue to do it because people have invested so much uh, money in these like properties like in mm-hmm. like marvel dc um you know anime anything like i've spent so much money on skins just ridiculous amounts so with i think dragon ball coming that just kind of proves that fort fortnite as much shit as it got over the years and as much as it dropped away it has staying power and yeah. it's only going to continue to evolve and stay. Whereas PUBG used to be king and I just, I don't hear anybody talking about it. There's no I don't either. Their, their time to shine was very short, very, very short. In my in my opinion, I never picked up that game. Never played it. I've heard a lot of people played it. Um, I still have it. I still play it every now and then. I just I don't care. Like mm-hmm. if I had friends to play with, great. If not, whatever. That's why I was uh, like, we lived together when 
Apex first came out and you were like, download this game. I know you're not a big first person shooter game, but like, trust me, this game's going to be huge. And I was like, okay. And then <laughs> look Jesus, where it that is. game is massive. Yeah. And it still is. And, and I was just reading an article about. They just dropped a new season. Uh, introduced a new uh, hero called Vantage. Mm-hmm. Who, interestingly enough, I I'm I haven't played the new season yet. Uh, I'm interested in her. I, I think she's going to be. Do you know? Do you know anything about No Apex August? No. Okay, so apparently, like hardcore uh, fans of the game were like don't fucking play this game in the month of August. And then like, I don't know if that was like hint, hint, nudge, nudge their way of like, if we say don't play it, people are going to play it even more. But like, apparently I can't ever trust anything. Yeah. Like apparently that ever. apex is like, it's bigger than it's ever been like this month with that. Like, Hey, don't play this fucking game campaign. That's like saying, um, a perfect example of something like that is, People trying to set up a time and either stage a revolt against devs or the game or mm-hmm. whatever by saying, hey, don't play it from this time to this time or petitions or bullshit like that is Metal Gear Solid 5, mm-hmm. which for for those that don't know, Metal Gear Solid 5 has a cutscene, a secret cutscene that plays only if you're able to disarm every single nuke in the game. To explain that, that doesn't mean just you alone in your own game. That means every single person ever on that platform. Oh, fuck. Must like dismantle all their (laughs) nuclear devices. Okay. And it's a very, um, it's a very uh what what's the word I wanna it's it's a very targeted thing. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, it's meant to send a message, something like that, you know? Um so the cutscene plays as soon as every single person on that platform, and it's triggered twice ever. Okay. And I think I know once was a glitch. I don't know about the second time. But essentially what it is is cutscene plays. Uh, There's a giant memorial basically, uh, you know, saying, you know, the nuclear threat's been taken care of. The world is now uh, free and safe from... Uh, nuclear threats Mm -hmm. stuff like that so i can't ever trust anyone to say don't play this because there's gonna be that one motherfucker yeah (laughs) it's like like uh no i'm gonna hang on to this nuke until because you never know like now i have all the powers like all right so why 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 should why should we trust that? Off topic. Yep. Uh, where so you showed me a clip on Netflix, and then you're so Netflix is just doing its thing where it's playing like, uh, 
just stills of like Different these shows. are shows you should watch that are on available on Netflix. One of them was The Flash, and with Ezra Miller being um, a complete and total psychopath, um, Jesus Christ! Why, why wouldn't you just? Why wouldn't you just immediately go to? Grant Gustin? Yeah, isn't he the kid that played the Flash in the show? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just go to him and be like, hey, we're sorry, but also, so please? Here, so here's the thing. Um, I don't know why WB decided that they were still going to do business with Ezra after the whole Hawaii thing. And I say that because he had that one incident where he got into a drunken fight. Mm-hmm. Um, As you do. Got charged, got released, and... I think what is like days or weeks after uh, he got released or he was supposed to go to court, it happened again. And then he disappeared. And then shortly after a word came out that he kidnapped a 14, 15 year old kid and was keeping them. Uh, he disappeared off of social media and then report uh, just recently reports so. came out that he was involved in, uh, uh, I want to say burglary just in the, Vermont. Yeah, just a wild, or something like that. Wild human being. I don't understand why WB chose to keep doing business with him because I, I don't know why WB does a lot of things that they uh, do. Currently, um, as it's known that they were still doing reshoots as of a month or two ago mm-hmm. with Ezra Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then WB went all scorched earth, started canceling fucking everything. Yes. The flash TV show, which that was coming. So no surprise there. Then they spent $90 million on a fucking Batgirl movie. It's in post-production <laughs> and then they fucking cancel it. And now just now they're sitting there saying that, Hey, we're debating three different options to deal with Ezra Miller. One of them being, let's just scrap the entire fucking movie. Which I get. Like, hey, it's it's great to punish this fucking I, psychopath. I get that but too. There's but there's so goes, many other people yeah, that, and that goes back benefiting to, from that movie now. That, that goes back to you saying, why not get Grant Goosen in it? It's easily explainable enough because... It's Barry fucking Allen yep. fucking up the timeline yep. so he could fuck up the way he looks. And hey, there you go. There's a way to get Grant Goosen in here. The thing is, they had a Crisis on Infinite Earth special event, crossover event, where it combined literally everything from the Arrowverse together. Yep. yep. And there was a scene where there was a, with Flash, Grant Goosen Flash, and he comes across Ezra Miller Flash. Yeah. For a brief moment, and then it just kind of confirms like the, like how everything's connected, which is either, hey, you don't know what the fuck you're doing, mm-hmm. or the answer's right in front of you. Did you watch... Okay, Arrow's done, right? Arrow's done, yeah. Did you watch all of Arrow? No, but I picked up bit, bits and pieces, so I kind of knew. like I... This is uh this probably leads into a much long larger conversation about shows in general, but like I probably watched the first two seasons of Arrow and loved it, and for whatever reason just did not continue watching it. That's fair. Like I feel like I was that like I I let go of my love for The Walking Dead like much faster than most people. I probably watched like the first two or three seasons. And then for whatever reason, I loved it. It was still great at that point. 
But for whatever reason, I was just like, do no. your, do yourself a favor. Um, so I recently found out probably about a month or so ago, do yourself a favor and check out, um, these shorts that AMC put out of walking dead. I've okay. So I watch, um, better call Saul on AMC and I've seen, uh, previews for it and then read nothing but good things about these, these new walking dead shorts with like actors that you wouldn't expect to be in that that realm, that universe, that Walking um, Dead universe. Uh, the guy that played John Walker on Falcon Winter Soldier, uh, Russell Wyatt. He, oh yes, he yes. was in. A, he was in one of the Walking Dead shorts, mm-hmm. which essentially prequeled the original series where Rick was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and he wakes up, mm-hmm. so he walk. He wanders out into the hallway, and there's that room that says "Don't open dead inside." Yep. All that. Like it shows what happens. Don't dead open inside. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it shows what happens right before that door. Oh, like, like, that's so it sets sick. up. That's cool. Yeah, right. And then there's another one that. Uh, What's your that, favorite Walking Dead scene? The barn scene. Come on. Oh, I, where you where they find uh, Sophia? Yeah. 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 I've said I've said oh that multiple God, times. That so is good. that is my go to scene. Anyway, um, they came out with another um short. That explains something that happens in uh, Fear the Walking Dead or uh, connects Fear the Walking Dead. But it has a character that showed up in the show. Now, keep in mind, this character showed up in the show and this short came out after the show, but acted as a lead in to where the show ended up being. So it shows a submarine crew. Mm. Um, a submarine crew. Nuclear submarine, sorry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Basically going into chaos. Like everyone starts getting infected on the submarine. They have to get out, survive. And it stars Nick Stahl. You don't know who that is. He played John Connor in Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It was a solid short. It It was a very good short but there's that and it led into a character i believe his character's name was riley mm-hmm. um who ended up being in fear of the walking dead for a few episodes mm-hmm. and i don't know it, i i have i appreciate stuff that ties in stuff like that um i do know People have have issues with stuff like that because of continuity errors. Sure. For what it's worth, it does have brief continuity errors. They can be written off, though. Um, but I just I love when things tie into others. You don't necessarily need them. You don't need to watch them. But it, it it's a nice way to expand upon a universe without having to defeat the purpose of that. Uh, series so we talked a little bit about Fortnite and how like some people might have fallen off from Fortnite, and then you as a personal example came back and you're like hey this game's pretty fun it's great and we've talked about kind of like the walking dead or uh how i just kind of gave up on on arrow are there any other examples do you have one that kind of sticks out for both a video game or a series of movies or a tv show that you're like the perfect example of like stick with it i promise you it's worth it. Oh man, that's for a good for one. me, like 
a lot of people watched Breaking Bad and then didn't watch Better Call Saul, I promise you, much like Breaking Bad, it's a little, I don't want to say slow, because Breaking Bad was never slow, but it's a completely different show. Like, but it, it starts out as like this same. fun little lawyer drama at the beginning, and now, like, the it's last, back to Breaking Bad. oh my god, the last episode of the entire series airs this monday from well, by the by the time this episode comes up we'll all know how it ends but the second to last episode um called waterworks so it's like episode or season 6 episode 11 12 anyway it's called waterworks whatever go fucking find it um might be the best like 75 minutes of television i've ever watched and that includes breaking bad that includes better call saw like what about el camino it's oh it's far better than el camino and i liked el camino a lot but this was so fucking good um because there's one character that you hadn't seen in a few episodes most of most of the second half of the sixth season and is it mike you know, it's not, and I don't really know. I don't know. I've never, I've never watched Better Call Saul. No, so he's in the show. But. Um, he's in most of the show, but for whatever reason, so spoiler alert. So something happens with um, Jimmy, or who becomes Saul, Saul Goodman. Yeah. Um, do you know how fucking long it took me to realize that Saul Goodman meant like, nobody? It's all good, man. Saul Goodman. Holy Saul shit. Good, man. That's brilliant. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It wasn't until... Uh, you, it, you realize that's the same guy that was in Nobody, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, Just fantastic. making sure. Just making sure. Did you know he was a stand-up comedian? You know, I, I think fantastic. so. Fantastic. He's so good. So good. But um, if, you've, never, Sorry, if no. you've watched Breaking Bad, but you've never watched Better Call Saul, I promise you, it's amazing. There's, there's a, a scene... Like for whatever reason, so something happens. I'm not gonna give it away, but something happens with Saul and his uh, uh, kind of partner in crime, this uh, woman that he's connected to the entire series. Something happens with them, and Mike, as he does in Breaking Bad a lot as well, he's kind of the cleanup guy, and he cleans that mess up. And then you don't really see him for the rest of the series. So I'm hoping that you kind of get some, obviously not f- uh, finale with Mike because he's very clearly in Breaking Bad. So he's not going to like die or anything. That I mean that's not a spoiler cuz you see him in Breaking Bad. He's a big part of that show. What I just want I want to them to give us something that bridges the gap of like, hey, we haven't seen Mike in a while. This is what he was doing during that time. But anyway, so um but yeah, so there is a character, the female character that I was talking about that's like the partner in crime of Saul Goodman during the entire series. You don't see her for a few episodes. And then everything sort of flashes forward. So the, most of the show happened before the events of Breaking Bad, and now we flash forward to the events after Breaking Bad. And Saul's on the run. Interesting. And now, and then so you get to see this character that you thought, maybe she died before Breaking Bad because they never bring her up in Breaking Bad. Turns out she did not die. She's alive. And then something very... uh very big happens in this re, uh, most recent episode with her character and like after not seeing that character um for a few episodes 
the way that she was brought back, all of the events that happen, it's like, ah, it's so good. And it's see, so good. That goes back to what I was saying about things tying into things. Um, I like that. Um, I know what happens in Breaking Bad. I didn't. There may have been a few episodes I missed, but overall, I get the yeah. general gist. I know the idea. Uh, El Camino, sure. Uh, I never got into Better Call Saul. Um, funnily enough, uh, if you didn't realize this, Stephen Ogg was in Better Call Saul, correct? Who's Stephen Ogg? Oh, I'm going to get there. Stephen Ogg, Better Call Saul. Stephen Ogg was also in Walking Dead. Stephen Ogg, coincidentally, plays Trevor Phillips in Grand Theft Auto V. I don't I still don't know. I don't I can't picture his face to know where he, what character he plays in like Better Call Saul. So um it's it's just funny like coincidentally enough. It's just funny that like I'm look this up. I was fucking around with GTA before we started. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I just seen a clip of Better Call Saul with Stephen Ogg in it. Oh yeah, he plays uh, he plays Lalo, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays uh, probably like the biggest. Uh, yeah, he plays one of the biggest villains in um, in Better Call Saul. Yeah, uh, the the clip I specifically seen was, um, I guess Mike being protection for this one dude. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, you didn't bring a gun." Yeah. I didn't oh, think, yeah. I didn't oh, think I needed no, one. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I got it mixed up. He does not play. He does not play Lalo. He plays, um, yes, he is hired by, um, he is hired by this guy to do, to basically be his muscle for a drug trade. Um, and Mike just beats the shit out of him. I love, I love, he's like, oh, I don't think I need one. He's so like, I was getting. So you didn't? He's like, no, I'll just take his if I need it. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Isn't that I, special? And then, yeah. And then he just kicks his ass, he takes it from him. He's like, he's like, oh, okay. So hopefully I'm not crazy for this, but like I was getting him mixed up with Tony Dalton. And Tony Dalton is the one that plays. They don't look anything alike? Not at all? No, no, they, they kind of do. Okay, thank you. T- Tony Dalton. Tony Dalton plays Lalo. He's, he's the big villain in that show. He plays a character in Hawkeye. I've never seen Hawkeye. But yeah. He's amazing. And so is, I mean, for obvious reasons, Giancarlo Esposito might be the best villain in the history of television. So I know they tied in, I know they tied in uh, Esposito. Yeah. yeah he's, in Gus. Better, he's in Better Call Saul a lot. Um, yeah, we don't, uh, we just call him Fring in my household. Though, we don't, we don't use his first name because. Uh, you don't think that that creates some type of problems with your fiance being Fru? No, no, that's, no, no. That's um, pretty close. So the reason we don't use his first name is because uh, one of um, one of Amy's first uh, boyfriends uh, that was uh, not a good person. His name was Gustavo. Uh, okay. Yeah, fair and Everything I've heard, he was a so, giant piece of shit. So did they ever actually bring Jesse and Walt into it? Into Better Call Saul? Yeah. Yeah. So okay, I I, so, sw- I swear they did. I just wanted a, to be sure. 
in a completely like they do a little fan service where they bring back like then there's more to the story where they first kidnap. Do you remember when they first kidnap uh, Saul in um, yeah. yeah yeah in Breaking Bad and they like they kidnap him and they put him in the RV and then they show him like a grave and they're like you don't fucking help us like we're gonna bury you in the desert yeah um so they show a little bit more like the background and some of the the dialogue between them but it doesn't really lend itself to any story in better call Saul. well then in this most recent episode kim fuck it i'm gonna spoil it if you haven't watched better call Saul, this isn't like a big spoiler but it is a spoiler kim who is a lawyer at um the law firm that Saul was a mailroom employee at before he started his own practice. They get married somewhere in the show. Okay. So something happens. She decides that she's leaving, moves to Florida where she's from. She comes back to Albuquerque to sign divorce papers. And there is a scene where she leaves Saul's office and she runs into Jesse, who is there with a friend of his who's trying to get out of going to jail and he's working with Saul. Right. So then Jesse asks like, Hey, is, is this a good lawyer? Like, I, I think that we should use someone else, someone more reputable. But of course, like my friend sees these, you know, wacky commercials on television. And then that's the guy he wants to use. And there's this very poignant line where Kim's character goes, or Jesse asks like, is he a good lawyer? And Kim's character says, when I knew him, he was. And it's like, oh. fuck me. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's deep and it's dark and it's, yeah. So it's like, to tie that all in, that like Kim, who was never even mentioned in Breaking Bad, ends up being like the link one of the reasons that Jesse gets involved with Saul and creates this like crazy bond all through Breaking Bad for her to not be mentioned in Breaking Bad at all. And then um, them to write in her being like, you know, the bridge that uh, the bridge is the gap between those two characters. Sure. It's just like fucking brilliant. So, and this is the only episode of Better Call Saul that Vince Gilligan, v- Gillian, whatever his name is, the creator of the show. It's the only episode of Better Call Saul that he wrote himself the only episode is this most recent episode from last monday and it is fucking chef's kiss it's like oh yeah that's right vince you still got it never lost it (laughs) okay okay um the only vince in my life that hasn't lost everything recently talking about you mcmahon crazy old bastard you know if i had to say stick with it it um getting back to your question was as far as TV shows go, Lucifer. Ooh, I never watched that show, but I heard it's great. Um, as far as games go, and this is kind of weird because games have shifted into this games as a service. So it, it, rather mm-hmm. than a game just being a game, and then having a final point, and then you gotta wait for the next one, it it's evolved into this continuous thing so you may miss out on some narrative points Mm -hmm. and then just not understand it with that being said um and this even goes back to our conversation at the beginning of the podcast where we were talking about stuff we were we fell out of love with and Mm -hmm. then got back into Mm -hmm. destiny 
Okay. De- I think Destiny 2, if you're into MMOs, as loosely based as this can be for that, um, I think Destiny is a very good game to stick with. It involves dedication. It involves a lot of time being put into it and and cooperation with others. So if you have a chance to find a clan, definitely do that. And then regularly get on that game and and grind out every week. Like every week on Tuesday, uh, then there's a weekly reset. So you get a new set of weekly challenges, a new set of uh, gear to get. Mm Mm-hmm. So the idea is to get as strong as you possibly can. Um, so I get on every week. I do the bare minimum requirements for, for that week. I try to get all of my weekly stuff done before the next week. Narratively, I think it's done very well. I think Witch Queen is probably its strongest expansion in a long time. But with the four seasons that come out with each expansion... We're getting into the third uh, season here soon, and it it's just been solid. I, like I have no idea where it's going, and it's been worth getting back into and sticking with. It may seem like a grind for a while, but I promise it gets better as you stick with it. I think uh, for me. WWE 2K20 left a really bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. I know that there's a lot of people like me that has purchased every WWE game annually uh, since the original like WWE SmackDown game came out like in the early 2000s. Um, and of course, we heard all the bad things about WWE 2K20, and uh, that game was probably one of the worst wrestling games any of us have ever played. I I promise you when I say that the year off and them not releasing a WWE 2K21 game was the right idea because WWE 2K22 is not just good, it's great. So I promise you, if you're like, WWE 2K20 was so bad that I'm never giving my money to this franchise again. I promise you it's worth it. Um, WWE 2K22 has this showcase mode um, where you play as Rey Mysterio and you play through some of his favorite matches of his career. I heard about that. And, it, oh and when you hit certain key moments, it flashes to like the live yeah, action. Yeah, footage. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So it starts with arguably the the best match of his career, um, the Halloween Havoc 1997 match against uh, Eddie Guerrero. And it has like the authentic costumes and it has like his his uh, original entrance music from WCW and Eddie Guerrero's entrance music from WCW. And it's just like, first of all, it's just like a, a trip down memory lane with that match because it's one of my favorites of all time. But then there's um, like even in the, like the career mode, it's not just like, hey, you do this and then like something happens and um, you, you have to win every match because that's not realistic in, in wrestling. You don't win every match um, unless you're John Cena. And then so there are like multiple match storylines that you get to choose from. And it's like, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's um, 
like you team with like Kushida, right? Who's from Japan. And then I don't remember how exactly how the story goes, but like you team with Kushida and you go back to Japan and you, you wrestle in an arena that looks just like, uh, the butcher the fucking name i can't even think what it's called but it's basically like it's a it's a small arena in in tokyo that new japan wrestling uh performs that all the time and it looks just like it and it's like the it's like the blue new japan ring with like the white outline and so like it's very clearly new japan it's very clearly that arena and then there's a there's a uh there's another little thing where you play with another developmental character um, so like you come in and, and you, you start so a created character. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, okay. it's like a created character and you team up with him against um, his, like another like uh white wrestler that they gave the mask to. Um, so anyway, so he, he grew up in like a wrestling family and his father is like the most famous masked wrestler in Mexico. And instead of giving, passing down that mask to him he didn't think that his son was good enough and so he gives the mask to this random white wrestler from america right <laughs> and so to expose his family you team up with him and then you face his father and this other wrestler and then you unmask it's a mask versus mask match right so you go to mexico and you wrestle in an arena that looks just like arena mexico for like triple a or cmml cmll um so like just little like weird moments like that. Like there's so many different things that like wrestling can be very, very corny. And obviously like the game itself is very corny, but there's some things like that. That's just like, Oh, that's fun. That's like a fun nod to like wrestling outside of the, the WWE universe. So that's a long winded way of saying if you gave up on the WWE games in 2020 when, or 2019, when 2000, uh, 2k20 came out, get back into it. Cause it's a new game is, really really good i mean really really good one of the one of the better wb games i've I played and uh so i know we're hitting the end of yeah the podcast i have one final question for you that i'm actually curious about so have you seen the trailer for aew fight forever <laughs> yeah okay what do you think um i think that they are delivering on their promise their promise was that they were going to make a um like a WWF No Mercy, the classic, more of like, an arcade. Yeah, wrestle. yeah. Okay. Their their promise was they were going to make like an like uh, the 21st century WWF No Mercy game. And when you look at like what it what the game looks like, it's it looks not bad. It, it doesn't look it doesn't look terrible, but uh, it doesn't look like as polished and as like like the WWE games have It was never going to be. No, they they have made themselves into more of a kind of like kind of like the UFC games where it's or yeah. or you know WWE 2K22 uh very similar to NBA 2K22 or whatever the fuck, you know. It's like a simulation game. It's like we're going to make this as close to playing basketball as possible. We're going to make this as close to being a professional wrestler as possible. And AEW has never, they've they've made no bones about it. Like we are going to make this arcade style game with like, maybe not the, the most polished graphics, good graphics, bordering on great graphics, but it's not going to be like this simulation where it's like, Hey, I feel like I'm a real pro wrestler. It's like an arcade style game. And I think everything that I've seen so far, they're delivering on that promise. 
that being said, that game's not going to be for everyone. Um, hell, it might not even be for me. But the ones that enjoyed WWF No Mercy, I think that they're probably going to enjoy this uh, revamped 21st century version. And it's made by THQ, the same people, the same developers that were behind um, WWF No Mercy in the early 2000s. So the ones that you know love those games, they're probably going to love this game too. So with that being said, do you think... That when Kenny Omega comes out, <laughs> do you think they're going to have like a randomized uh, entrance for him every single time? Because that is a wrestler known for changing his entrance week to week, show to show, yeah. uh, you know, a pay-per-view to pay-per-view. I hope so. Yeah, I hope they do something like fun like that. Or do you think they're, it's actually going to include references he's done? Like Undertale... Oh destiny yeah i don't know uh, i don't know about that just because of like final licensing fantasy and stuff. i don't know about all right, that right i know that's crazy um, but i think it, it'll out be of, interesting to see yeah yeah i i'm i'm interested to see if they try I to do, do something know, like speaking of licensing i do know that they're going to do some some things that i don't think people um expect or or they're going to do some things that people have like asked for and wanted for many many years for example um with the partnership with the Owen Hart Foundation, they're going to put Owen Hart in a wrestling video game for the first time in decades, which is awesome. I mean, that's amazing. And you're going to be able to play as like the new Japan pro wrestling version of Owen Hart, which in my opinion is is uh, the best. Um, it's the blue tights, whatever. The other licensing thing is... um the wrestler formerly known as the big show real name, Paul white has worked with Tony Khan, the billionaire behind AEW to secure the rights to captain Insano. So the rumor, no mercy. The rumor is you're going to be able to play as long haired bearded captain Insano in the game. And then sometime in the future, uh, Paul White will wrestle in AEW as Captain Insano. Please, that w- that's the rumor. If he does, I know that they secured the rights to that character. I just don't know if it's gonna in what capacity. I know that the rumor is the video game, which if, would be awesome. If he does, I just want Bobby Boucher to end up <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, and that, and so, and then also, like, obviously, Sting is signed with AEW, so the rumor is that, like, you know multiple past versions like surfer sting and all of that um <laughs> is uh he, like all of the past versions of of him will be in the game and um yeah it's it's going to be uh yeah it'll, it'll be interesting to see all of the the different things that they put in there and then even some of the trailers there's there's characters in the game that you you might not expect some of the characters that aren't on TV every week that are signed with AEW but you don't see them very often um so like Abaddon um and like uh Yuka um uh what the fuck is her name um Yuka Let's just call her Yuka because I can't think of her last name, but she's a Japanese wrestler that um, pops in and out of AEW every once in a while. And you don't see her very often on TV, but 
given the screenshots and the trailers, she's she's going to be in the game. Like I said, might not be a game for everybody, but the ones that liked that style of video game, which is um, considered one of the greatest pro wrestling video games of all time. Um, yeah, if you liked that style of, of wrestling video game, I think you're you're probably going to love what AEW has to offer. <laughs>